Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, nail tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each week we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and mentors who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals and made their successes. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi there everyone and welcome to this week's Inspiring Salon Professionals episode. We are, I think, on episode 27. I had a bit of a gap last week, so anyone that's been listening week on week will know that there was a missing episode, and I can only apologise for that, but I have had a lot going on in my life over the last couple of weeks that has caused quite a lot of um, stress, and as a result, I ended up in hospital on the Thursday night, when I probably would have been recording on the Friday or over the weekend. And so I had to take some time out, which is what I'm going to talk about today, because it's kind of given me a little bit of a reminder of a period of time when I had my salon that I ended up out over a couple of years. I ended up out of my business for 30 weeks and it all kind of ties in because what was affecting me those all those years ago is what's actually still affecting me now. And uh, but in a in a slightly different way, because it's not physical this time, but just sort of a mental stress from what I will be explaining in the episode. But it just made me go back um, and think about over the last week, what happens to us when something in our lives takes over? And that could be so many different things. And at the moment, we've all got things that take over. We could have kids having COVID. We could have us having COVID. We could be having injuries such as I had. We could be having um, a a setback like I had last week when I ended up in hospital. And uh, and all of these things are kind of sent to try us as business owners and make us understand that we aren't infallible. We need to remember and allow ourselves to remember that we are human and that sometimes life just gets in the way and that we need to work out how we're going to deal with that, what we're going to do. And if we can, and especially in a salon environment, you know, we are in a position generally where we can kind of forward plan for any eventuality. And we can have documents in place for staff, if you've got staff that they know what to do in the event of um, you not being there and you being absent. But also it's about kind of priming your clients so that Although, yes, you should be their be-all and end-all person for the services that you provide, but letting them understand that if you are ever not there, that you have a safety net. Because clients generally, you know, they can get kind of anxiety around who's going to do their nails, who's going to do their hair, who's going to do their um, different services that you normally do for them. So if they love the, the massage that you do, I mean, I know for me, I've got a couple of people that I've had massage from over the years and I don't really like going anywhere else because it's the massage that I like it works for me I'm comfortable with the therapist and you build that relationship as a client and so as a therapist or a, a, any kind of industry professional we know that that bond between us and our clients is really really important and they want to maintain that if they've been with you for a long time and you also want to maintain that because that's your bread and butter that pays your bills 
So I'm going to really quickly, because I I can talk quite a lot, so I'm going to really quickly just try and explain what happened to me and um, and also a little bit more catharsis for me um, over what I've been going for over the last couple of weeks. But um, about six years ago, um, or coming up six years ago, I was involved in a car accident and I damaged my right hand. As a consequence, over... Um, a couple of years I ended up with two different hands or three different hand surgeries in effect so both of those times I ended up out of my salon I had a 10-week period out and a 20-week period out and during that time obviously it was really really challenging and I had to make sure I knew that these things were going to happen and so I was able to prepare for them and be able to get extra team members in that came from a fantastic supply of friends that I've met in the industry over the years and they were able to step in and do lash services or nail services to meet my clients requirements and my wonderful cousin stepped in and took on most of my client base while I was away and all of that stuff kind of allowed me to step away from my business and to go and heal and recover so that's the kind of backdrop to like my massive period of time out of my salon as a result of all of this as well I ended up with um a I think it's called on, on my notes it's a specific phobia and it's a kind of lesser version of like post-traumatic stress and it has caused me um a few issues over the years when driving and at other different points in um my day-to-day life as well but I've gone through loads and loads of therapy for it and now I can sit in my car and not be stressed all the time which is what it was all about so that's kind of a little bit of a backdrop to um the situation that put me out as I say but this is part of a um, injury claim because I've had quite a lot of knock-on impacts um, financially and obviously due to the injury and so you know when they came knocking on my door from the insurance company do you want to claim I was like yeah okay that's fine anyway here we are nearly six years later and um, and last week on top of um, lots of stress from trying to move house and we we keep losing the houses that we're putting offers on because there's different issues with them and problems and so we'd had a whole um, load of stuff around the house and then to cap it all I then had to sit and put together with the barrister's clerk my 15 page witness statement for the accident for the court case that's pending and that then turned into I think probably something like 12 to 15 hours maybe more on the phone and sitting editing it and it just caused unending amounts of stress and was and it causes me to have like really bad anxiety and and it's really weird because when I sit talking about it like this I'm absolutely fine but get me on a phone to the solicitors and I'm an absolute wreck so it's I just I just want to try and be as open and transparent as I can be about this because it's something that loads of us go through in different ways and different levels and and I think that we all need to remember and part of what I want today's episode to be is just about it's OK to take a step back. You do not have to be there all the time for everybody, for everything. And so what ended up happening with me last Thursday um, was that I thought I had palpitation starting, turned into something entirely different, something called an SVT, which is a supraventricular tachycardia. Now, who knew? Um, and it's the type of heart arrhythmia, and I ended up in A&E, and I was in hospital for um, several hours, and they got it all resolved, and I'm fine, and I'm completely fine, and hopefully it's a one-off, And but it is most likely related to the amount of stress that I've been under in the days leading up to it. Um, but it, there's a lot of different reasons for it, but it's called an SVT, and it's... Um, 
yeah, potentially a stress-related um, happening. So I decided on um, that night that I was going to cancel. Because I had a few clients in the next day that I was going to cancel, and um, and I basically just took the weekend out and just rested. And we went away for the weekend and actually found the house of our dreams, which was just so it all, it all kind of worked out really, really well in the end. But you know. I felt so terrible and I know, you know, I haven't got thousands and thousands of people listening to the podcast at the moment, but it's still, you know, I, I have a, a responsibility to put this out there every week and that's what I have set myself, that's the target that I have and like my my KPIs are, you know, one episode every week, that's what I have set myself to do and so and I couldn't achieve it so I had that moment of like, oh no, because now I'm going to have a break and, and it's going to mess up all my pattern and whatever and I had to get my head around the fact that I just needed to take some time out and ironically I had actually because I knew in the week that I was feeling quite stressed and it was getting to a place of overwhelm and so on the Wednesday when I knew I was going to have to spend like some more time on the phone with the solicitor cleared my diary on Wednesday to actually do self-care and just sit and chill and you know just enjoy some downtime but obviously it didn't work (laughs) maybe just maybe it was a little bit too too little too late I don't know but but we have to bear in mind that we know sometimes when we're gonna crash and burn and last week was my crash and burn of everything that's been going on and as a consequence the complete irony that now my court case has been vacated and we're now not going to be doing it for probably another nine months so which on one hand is like just so frustrating because I've then gone through all of that for nothing but at the moment, I really, really don't need to have that hanging over me. So maybe somebody somewhere has stepped in to give me a bit of a break because I've now, but although saying that, I've now got to go for another whole round of medical evidence, which is just so frustrating. But it gives me a breathing space to be able to focus on something that's much, much more important, which is me moving house and starting our escape to the country, which is what we've been trying to do for the last um, 15 months or so. That is about what's happened to me and I just and it's just a little lesson in you think you're doing okay and all of a sudden the rug goes from under your feet and I'm quite happy to share what's happened to me it you know it's part of who I am I don't mind talking about stuff that goes on in my life it's not a massive problem and I just think if it helps anybody just realize that that moment of stress that moment of anxiety that moment of overwhelm just check yourself because it does end up in not the greatest place sometimes and for a moment I tell you what though um doing while I was going through all of that was I suddenly remembered I always see that advert on the tv for fast the stroke thing and I always think I'll never remember that but I tell you what when I thought I was having a stroke (laughs) it did come in handy and I was up with there with my husband like is my face okay I could speak I could lift my arms up and and everything was working so I knew I wasn't having a stroke which was um which was a good positive as we were driving to hospital What I wanted to kind of put this episode to be about really was the fact that you need to build confidence in your skills and in your ability as a business owner so that you know that when you do need to take that step back, whether it is for something like I had the other day and it was a medical intervention or if it's just going on holiday, you know, so many techs and so many business owners and particularly salon owners, I think are probably worse for it in my experience, is that you don't take holidays. And everybody's entitled to a holiday. We get to a place with our clients where we feel we can't let them down. And, you know, and I've just had another reminder of it with what happened to me last week. You know, you feel like you you don't want to let people down. And most people understand. And most people 
are your perfect client and they know you and they know that you would not let them down out of choice um, or that, you know, you don't want to cause them inconvenience. They all understand that. But you need to take care of you. And so really this whole episode is just about that recognizing the need for self-care and self-care comes in many, many ways guises and it can be a holiday it can be recognizing that you are overloading yourself and that you need to give yourself a break it can be that you just need to go out for the weekend and on your day off and just go for a walk in the woods and enjoy some nature there's a lot of ways that you can do self-care it can be you know taking um a time out with your kids and going you know to a play park or you're just taking a moment to sit and watch a river flow anything that makes your mind be able to calm because in our world especially at the moment we're so overloaded with so much information on what we should be doing how we should be doing it and as all of the restrictions from covid are beginning to ease obviously those things get a little easier but there's still so many impacts that covid has caused and little ripples to business where clients haven't come back or they have chosen to go somewhere else or they've just stopped having any services done that you know there's a lot of gaps in people's columns that I'm seeing being spoken about across forums and the busy salons are still relatively busy and coping but I know some of the smaller salons and the new startups are really really struggling so you've got to you're going to have extra pressure on you to be building your business at the moment and to be pushing and pushing and pushing to get more and more clients. And that is going to put you into a place of potential stress and a place of potential overwhelm. So just make sure that you are considering you taking some time out. And if you are quiet in your diary at the moment, then maybe, you know, just take the morning out go and do something different and just give yourself a little bit of headspace from all of the stresses of trying to build your client base back up. The clients you have that stay with you stay with you because you have a skill that they appreciate, you have um, products that they appreciate, that you have a, a part of your personality that they appreciate and they all want to be at your desk or in your chair or on your couch for the reasons that make them come to you. They're all individual. Every client will have different reasons. Some of my clients come to me because they love how I paint nails. Some of my clients have come to me because they love how I um, provide a facial. They all have um, a different thing. Most of them have been with me. Well, I have so few clients left now. It really is. It's getting a bit ridiculous. I think I'm down to about six or seven clients, which is fine because it just kind of keeps me ticking over and it keeps my hand in before I move. And and it's just really nice. And I don't want to let them go. It's so it's so terrible. And I think they all know that um, I don't really want to let them go. But they've been with me. Most of them have been with me for probably 16, 17. Oh, I don't even know. Since 2005, whatever that is, 17 years, some of them have been with me. So um, it's really, really nice. But all of these people have all been there. Like when I was going through my surgeries, they all were understanding that I had to be away. And every time I popped into the salon and any of them were there, they're like, when are you coming back? But but I, they knew that I had set systems in place to look after them. And I think this is what the important thing is, is that part of the planning should be that your clients have been prepped and spoken to and understand that, you know, in the event, especially if it's something you can plan, that in the event of this is what's going to happen. 
and I have this amazing person that I can bring in or who works next to me every day that normally, yeah, they don't do your service, but you know, they're really, really good at what they do. Would they be working with me if they weren't? And, you know, in in my business, you know, they all knew my cousin who took most of them over and she was part of part of their service too because we sat next to each other and we'd all converse and they knew her really well too and she'd um, looked after them when I was on holiday and stuff like that but it was a big thing for them to have to have somebody do their nails I mean at the end on the second surgery they had to have their nails done by her for like four to five months and and it, it was it was really good. They all waited patiently. And I think a couple of them actually decided to stay with her afterwards, which was like, okay, thanks for that then. But, but you know, they still stayed um, within the salon and it wasn't, you know, and you can never take those things personally. You know, they just, whatever, for whatever reason, it was, it was that they decided to stay on her desk. And it isn't, maybe it's just, they just got used to being there. They felt more comfortable on her desk. And where I was on and off all the time, they knew that they would always get an appointment. There's so many reasons why. Um, Maybe they just didn't like my conversation anymore. It could be all sorts of things. So those people around you that if you are in a salon and you have team with you, make sure your clients that are on your list as a permanent fixture, make sure that they're comfortable with the other members of the team. You know, every now and again, it doesn't hurt to just go, oh, do you know what? I've got to go to a dentist that afternoon or whatever. And just get them used to being with other people. You know, not necessarily all the time, but just get them used to having somebody else do something because it causes clients ripples when something changes we all know ourselves how things can upset us when something changes and if they're used to having you do um you know their cut and color or they're used to how you do um and build a nail extension when somebody else does it it's always going to be a little bit different because we're creatives in this industry and we all flow in a slightly different way to those that we work with so there's always that difference so just make sure that your clients understand that sometimes there may be changes and sometimes those changes may give them a slightly different result that is fine and if they don't like that result it can be corrected at another time when you are there but don't be afraid to book those holidays in and prepare your clients because as much as you are anxious about going away and what's going to happen to your business what's going to happen to your clients while you're not there they equally are as anxious of like you know well what if I can't get back in because if that person's away for two weeks then when they come back they're going to have to do all the clients that weren't done and am I going to be able to get an appointment And this is also where the art of rebooking your clients comes in, because, you know, if you're booking your clients forward, if you can, if you know you're going to have a three week gap or a four week gap or a two week gap, whatever it is, if you know that's going to happen, you can forward book them for your return so that they know they're coming back to the safe hands that they trust. And it is a momentary blip. Because I think for them, they want to feel secure in the knowledge that they are in a place where they're going to get the service that they require and the service that they want and the service that they pay for. We all know clients are very, very fickle and they just want to have you and they want to have the service that you provide. But as long as you try to provide them with a like-for-like service, they will generally have patience. And I have to say, in all the time that I ended up taking off you know, the the business continued to turn over um, very similar levels to that that it did. And the top line didn't suffer too much in the process and turnover didn't change too much. 
So build those local networks, you know. I mean, I'm really lucky and I've always, as part of um, the old Salon Geek, which I think I've probably spoken about previously on here, I had met um, a lot of girls that were local to me. We all lived relatively close to each other. However, our client areas didn't really overlap too much. And what happened when I've had moments of adversity is a couple of those girls have stepped in to help me. And in fact, I think probably three or four of those people have stepped in to help me over the years because, you know, you know, you're like minded people. You enjoy talking about the same things. You have the same skill base. You know what their work looks like and you trust them. And that's the most important thing is that when you hand your clients over to anybody temporarily, there has to be a level of trust. And you have to know that they have your interests at heart and that if they're going to step into your business, they do so from a place of not wishing to grow their business because that is something that you don't really want to happen. And and it does happen, you know. I mean, I know we see time and time again where there's, you know, oh, so-and-so came in to do, you know, to work with me and then three months later walked out with half my client base. But, you know, if you choose people carefully that you know, like, trust, that you can encourage your clients to know, like, trust then you are part way there. So make sure that you start building those networks of local um, techs, local professionals, because they will be the people that help you out. And, you know, there was points, you know, I mean, I've referred to my clients to so many of the local salons that I know to be quality salons over those times, because if we couldn't fit them in, um, you know, there's no reason why, you know, they're going to get that service done somewhere. If you can't do it, they're going to go somewhere. So I'd rather refer them to somebody that I, you know, have a respect for. And so particularly once I couldn't do lashes anymore and um, and I had to make the choice to give that treatment up because of like the hand surgeries and stuff, it just it just wasn't a, it wasn't a, a thing I could physically do anymore. It hurt and it was challenging and I just didn't my my hand just doesn't have that level of dexterity anymore so um there's I was really really lucky and there's a fantastic um lash educator and technician who is a couple of miles away from me called Christina Shepherd and I have generally referred most of my clients to her over the years and any inquiries I've referred to her because you know she's never going to say no to the business and it means that I know that my clients or my prospective clients, I'm recommending them to somebody that is well thought of in the industry and has a successful business and has a reputation for quality. So all you can do is try and help your clients to understand that you have their best interests at heart. So just really to recap on what I've been talking about, and I know I have waffled on a lot today, um, but mostly what I'm trying to put across and I want the things that you take away from today's episode to be that you want to ensure your clients know how skilled you are, how much you have invested in them as clients, how much you have invested in your business. They need to understand that you are a professional through and through and that you have their best interests at heart. And I'm really sorry, I think there was some, in, some noise interruption there. My dog was just um, trying to get himself comfortable and was making a little bit of noise in the background. Yeah. So just let them know all the stuff that you know kind of thing. I mean, obviously you don't have to bore them with all the finer details, but you know, let them know how qualified you are, what courses you're doing. Let them know that you are continuing to grow as a professional so that they can see that their 
their money that they're paying you every week, you are reinvesting in your services and what you effectively give back to them. You know, it pays them back. And clients need to remember that, especially if you're charging your worth and you should, if you're charging your worth, you should have your education and CPD included within that worth. You know, let the clients know that all that money that they give you, you reinvest in making their service better so that they understand that you're not just sat there, you know, doing a course that you did 10 years ago and you've never ever refreshed it because they don't see that value then make sure that your clients understand the value of how their money translates back into you giving them better service for the future that's a real big thing that clients love they love when you go on training courses and that you're developing yourself and remember those things don't always have to be practical skills they can be business skills too we really really need to focus on that more in this industry um but also so just keep telling those clients how amazing you are and also make sure you do have a plan because you never know what's around the corner and just have an, a some level of plan of if you have to be out of your business for more than the length of a holiday then what are you going to do think about how you have that plan in place who are you going to ask to cover you are they going to be able to cover you? Have you spoken to them about it? Could you have an arrangement with, you know, um, Joe Blogs down the street who also does the same service as you? You know, if you if you know each other, have that conversation. If ever I need to, if ever I have to take an extended leave for whatever reason, would you be able to cover my clients? And you may need to do that with two or three people so that you know that you've got that cover. Because if you work full time, that's, you know, you've got 35, 40 hours of clients to cover. One other person is not going to be able to take that on. So just have a think about who and how you're going to cover those clients. Remember that when you do need to take an extended leave, that if you know that it's going to be for a set period of time, that you schedule those clients back in for when you're due to return so that they know that there's an end to the gap and they know that you are planning to return uncertainty will lead them into someone else's hands so make sure that you keep them informed and updated at all times you know when I was off for all that um, time the second surgery I had I was only due to be off for eight to ten weeks and then I had something happen at the physio they hurt my hand um about eight or nine weeks I'd literally just started going back and rehabilitating back into work and they did some dry needling on my hand and put me back to the beginning but as soon as we knew that that was what was happening we had to re again I mean we just I just spent like the previous couple of weeks rescheduling all my clients back to me everyone knew where they were my whole client list was all booked and you know he's giving me appropriate gaps in between to allow recovery um, from the intensity of working and then lo and behold I had to we had to move everybody again but you know, some of them I personally phoned, some of them we emailed, but, you know, but we sent out a generic salon email that just to advise everyone that there was going to be potential upheaval again. And just keep people informed because uninformed people make uninformed choices. And at that point, they will potentially move away to somewhere else because they feel unstable in knowing that you're going to be there or not. We all need to remember that we are only human. There is only so many hours in the day that we are able to function and to be able to remain healthy. So as a, a note to self, again, because I'm, I'm the worst one for it, I'm forever push, 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 push. But I'm trying to recognise the need that I have for self-care currently. And over the years, as a result of all the things that I have gone through, 
I am able to recognise when I need to take a step back. And unfortunately for me, the overwhelm that I had from just so many different things coming together created like a perfect storm of stress for me the other day. And I just want people to recognise sometimes that they are fallible. You aren't perfect. You aren't inhuman. You aren't indispensable. Sometimes you can just step away for a couple of days and the world isn't going to end. But it will be made a whole lot easier to deal with if you have planned and worked out what you're going to do in the event of a challenging period of time or if you want to take an extended leave that's more than a week's holiday. Just make sure that you look after you and that as a result of that you're then able to look after your clients in a far better way when you return. I also wanted to put on this episode and I've just remembered um, that one of the things also that puts so many of us out of this industry and out of action is one of the surgeries that I had on um, my wrist at the time and all this was going on because it had flared up something that I had in my wrist called de Quervain's tendinosynovitis syndrome. I think that's what it's called. And um, and it's a fairly common and becoming more common. It's partly um, to do with um, doing lots and lots of massage over the years, partly due to um, pincer grip issues and it affects the tendon that comes away from the thumb. But we are um, an industry that suffers very, very much with carpal tunnel and cuboid tunnel and also a rise into quervains. I know quite a few people that have that now. And one of the things that we have going on as part of the Federation of Now Professionals, we've got, I'm just going to do a, a complete shout out for it. We have an amazing event coming up called the Seminar Social, which is going to be held at the Impact Hub in London. It's a ticketed event and we have four amazing industry speakers joining us um, the first is our chair, Marion Newman, BEM, and she's going to be talking all about um, the science of products, specifically nail products, and um, and how they are beginning to affect our industry because there's an epidemic of allergy that is rising and rising and rising. And she's going to be talking about the impact that that's going to have on the nail industry. We then have Debbie Lewis, who is um, of Salon Socials and Salon Angels, and I've been on her podcast before. She's I'm going to get her on here at some point. She is going to be talking all about rebuilding your business back after um, the pandemic and also talking about how to access grant funding and all that kind of stuff. And we have Samuel Sweet, who is going to be talking about branding you. And I'm sure many people in the industry will know Samuel, especially if you're from the nail side. Samuel is a huge, huge um, part of the UK now industry and is the co-founder and CEO of Sweet Squared who provides shellac. They also do lots of other different things too. And um, and finally, we have the wonderful Sam Blake who was on as a guest a little while ago. And Sam is going to be talking, um, well, actually she's going to be doing an interactive ergonomic session. And this is something that's really, really important and it's something that you can do to protect your future. Something you can do that will give you some resilience in your body to help prevent injury to your wrists, your fingers, your back, your shoulder, um, because all of us, no matter what part of the industry we are in, we all perform constant repetitive tasks. And whether that's cutting hair, whether that's pincer gripping on tweezers for lashes, whether that's hand filing, um, whether that 
is massage or reflexology, whatever it is that we do, we are constantly using micro movements that cause damage to our body. And this is one of the biggest risks that we have and is one of the biggest reasons for professional absence um, because of the problems that are associated with tendon inflammation. So Sam's going to be doing an interactive um, seminar on this um, seminar social and it is a really really great event we are so excited about it and it's going to be at the impact hub in king's cross the details are all over the federation of now um, professional i couldn't even think what we were called then the, the federation of now professionals um page and community group on facebook and um it will be on insta as well but do you can also find it on eventbrite and that's where you can buy your tickets from but do do consider popping along because it's going to be an amazing afternoon and we've got these four fantastic speakers refreshments will be provided throughout the afternoon and then in the evening we're going to have a networking social opportunity for a, a few hours afterwards do if so everyone can sort of have a kickback have a glass of wine one of which will be provided with your ticket price and canopies are also included and it's just a nice event a lot you know it's going to be the first industry live event i think of this year so if you are at a loose end 20th of march 2022 um, at the impact hub just around the corner from king's cross get over to eventbrite and get your tickets and uh, so it's a terrible plug there for this wonderful event but do do have a think about it because sam's talk it's you know just the investment just to come and hear Sam Blake do this talk on the ergonomic side of things will help you and will potentially save your career at some point. If you understand how to look after your body more effectively, then it will help you in your future. Because believe me, after 20 years in service in this industry, you begin to get aches, pains and joint issues that you didn't think you would. And if we'd all had this information way back when we started, or it had been drummed into us more because obviously there was a lot of inf there's always been a lot of information on posture and stuff but those fine details of how we work with our hands um, needs addressing and Sam is going to start that process at the seminar social so do pop along and um, this is a it's a live event it won't be recorded and it will be a great great afternoon and evening so hopefully we'll see some of you there other than that whilst on the federation of now professionals note we also currently have um an allergy survey that is going around all the different groups so if you see it and you are a professional who is qualified in nail services specifically uv gel polish or uv gel um, enhancements if you are qualified in those areas please 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 fill out the survey we are trying to get the broadest most accurate picture of what is going on within the industry at ground roots level and the data that we um, can get from this research is going to be used in the highest levels to make sure that our industry has a future so and by industry i'm talking nail industry because i've got my, my fmp hat on for a moment here but the nail sector within the wider industry and even i mean this affects beauty as well because so many um, beauty therapists provide uv gel polish as part of their services and so it does have a massive impact you know this has become one of our bread and butter treatments it is in virtually every single salon across the uk home-based workers and a lot of the problem has come from home kits and people doing their own nails during the pandemic is going to make have made this worse we know back in 2018 that the british association of dermatologists felt that this was becoming a problem and as a result home kits have been um or have had HEMA removed from them and there are moves within 
higher levels of authority to look at how we are working and what is going on. So we are trying to get this evidence together and research to actually visualise what is going on and how serious the problem is. And I have to say, on our early um, first week of it being out there, it's quite shocking. Um, and I think this is going to be a really, really interesting report. And when we have the seminar social, we will have the results in by then. And I know Marion will be referring to the document that we have. So it, that in itself will be worth coming for because Marion will be talking about all things nails. And we'll, and I'm sure we'll be touching on some of the things that are happening around the aesthetic side where there's a bill gone through Parliament for some kind of national licensing, national registration. And there's a feeling that this may actually be the beginning of a trickle down of national licensing stroke registration that could impact all of the industry. And we would all need to be registered. It isn't something that's going to happen overnight, but this is a definite watch this space moment. I just want to say thank you for listening again. Um, And I know this is because it was a bit more of a personal episode this week and much more about what's been affecting me and what has affected me previously. But I really hope that some things I've shared have resonated with people and maybe give you a moment's thought to consider what happens if you end up in the same scenario. Because at this point, it doesn't affect me and my income massively because of how I'm working. But I know that what happened to me on Thursday night and the fact that I felt pretty yucky the next day um, and then I knew I needed to take some time out and just have a weekend of like downtime. You know, that was like effectively three or four days that I was out of action unexpectedly. And if I still had my client list, that would have been a whole lot of stress on top of all of that to try and manage. So please, please, please just try and prepare and have your contingency plans in place is all this episode is about. So I've had such a disorganised few weeks um, and hopefully this week I'm going to get some interviews arranged because I'm very aware that it's just been me waffling on and I'm and I really did intend for this to be interviews as well as um, just me sitting chatting looking at a microphone so i will speak to you next week and have a great week and bye for now thank you for listening to inspiring salon professionals and if you've enjoyed the podcast please subscribe leave a review and share with other industry professionals you think may enjoy the show too for links and further information you'll find those in the show notes or on my website www.suedavies.org You can also hear more from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on the Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.